Hi, I'm Melissa Nash from Checkmark Collections. I've built a business out of collecting bad debt for good companies. If you're a good company with some bad paying customers, call us. We can help you get paid. No collection, no fees. The collections business is growing fast and Checkmark is looking for new franchisees. Visit CheckmarkCollections.com to find out more about collection services and franchise opportunities. A passion for the Palm Beaches. This is the Brian Mudd Show. Yeah, we have had so much that has been taking place uh, over the, the past week. And as per usual, Somebody who is on the scene and is getting the job done and covering all the doings for us. Our White House correspondent, friend of the show, and a very busy individual, John Decker. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning to you, Brian. Hope you're doing well today. I am. And uh, you know, I want to pick up with um, a, a couple of things here. One um, related to a, a key senator who has stated that he's not going to run for re-election and what might may come next. The other, uh, this seeming struggle between the Biden administration calling on uh, Benjamin Netanyahu and Israel to engage in a essentially a three-day pause or what Netanyahu re- refers to as a ceasefire uh, versus the uh, intention by Israel at this point. So uh, first, what do you understand about that situation? What are your thoughts? Well, what we saw yesterday is the culmination of a lot of diplomatic pressure being placed upon Benjamin Netanyahu by the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken. Three trips to Israel uh, since the terrorist attack by Hamas, uh, leading to the, the death, the killing, the horrific deaths of over 1,400 uh, Israeli citizens. And that diplomatic pressure was really coming from political pressure, political pressure from the progressive part of President Biden's party. Uh, and that is what has led to what was announced yesterday, not by Israel, but announced by the U.S. of this four-hour daily pause that will be conducted by the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, uh, for the foreseeable future. You get the idea that Netanyahu is, is not on board with it, with any of this, that his objective is to go in there and, and put an end to this thing as quickly as he possibly can. And then I guess this is you know the, the go-between to, to try to pacify the, the administration, the amount of pressure that he's getting from the outside. Well, I think that's right. And, you know, when you think about Hamas, labeled as a terrorist organization by our State Department, also labeled a terrorist organization by the European Union, it is a terrorist organization, as was al-Qaeda. A few, uh, I think it was last week in the briefing room, uh, I asked John Kirby, who speaks so often for the administration, was there ever a time in the U.S. fight against al-Qaeda where the U.S. instituted a humanitarian pause? And the answer, simple answer, was no. You know, and here they are asking Israel to do just that. Uh, so, you know, I, I think that that is an important fact to keep in mind, uh, that, you know, the U.S. never instituted any type of humanitarian pause over uh, any type of area, Fallujah, or you can go through the list of all of the various urban areas that the U.S. had to fight in uh, during its war. Uh, that it took place in over the course of uh, two decades. Uh, so that's an important fact. And, you know, it's it's a reality now that Israel have to will have to contend with as it fights this war uh, for its survival, for its existence, and also to eradicate Hamas. 
Hey, John, we had, of course, the third Republican presidential primary debate in Miami this week, but maybe the biggest political news story of the week is Joe Manchin's decision not to run in West Virginia yesterday. Not a complete surprise. You know, if you, I think he looked at the, the reality of the fact that West Virginia is going to be, or even for him, who's never lost a political race, a very difficult run for uh, re-election, the current governor, uh, is running, and he, he's not necessarily going to be the nominee. He has a competitive primary, but it was going to be tough. Donald Trump won West Virginia by 39 points in 2020, by 42 points in 2016. So he was facing some headwinds, and now that he is not running, uh, it's been a 51-49 Democratic advantage in the Senate. Uh, you know, I think that Democrats have to come to the realization they're going to lose that seat. Uh, that's 50-50, and control the Senate. Just losing that one seat would be up to who controls the White House. So uh, that this is going to be a different type of election cycle. Even with all those other issues out there, Democrats have more Senate seats to defend than do Republicans. And uh, that's why I think Mitch McConnell, the minority leader, is likely to be the majority leader after next year's presidential election. Yeah, it's a strong call a, a year out as well. And uh, what, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. There are, is also some speculation that Manchin could make a third-party run for president, perhaps with the No Labels group. Well, he's flirted with that idea. He's done events for No Labels before up in New Hampshire, as a matter of fact. Uh, we already know that there are there is a third-party candidate uh, that, at least according to some polls, is uh, taking votes from both Donald Trump and Joe Biden, and that's uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, and here Joe Manchin is flirting with this idea. He really uh, has governed from, uh, I think, something that doesn't exist really all that much anymore. That's the middle, and in the sense that he was one of those rare Democrats uh, who voted for Donald Trump's Supreme Court nominees, uh, with the exception of, um, I believe, just one of them. So, you know, look, he, he is someone who you cannot easily pinpoint in terms of where he falls on the ideological spectrum. Uh, and he likes it that way. And, and that's the reason why he had so much incredible power during Joe Biden's first two years in office. John, it is always a pleasure speaking with you. Appreciate the insight. Have a great weekend. You too, Brian. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.